Fiscal Update is a compilation of brief news articles published by the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency throughout each month. The articles cover actions taken at meetings of state boards and commissions, news releases from state agencies, updates on the status of the state budget, reports on audits of state and local government, and other items of interest to legislators and their constituents. If you would like to receive email notifications when individual Fiscal Update articles are published, please go to www.legis.iowa.gov slash subscribe. Or you can follow us on Twitter at Iowa LSA. To view all charts and graphs coinciding with these reports, please go to the Iowa General Assembly website at www.legis.iowa.gov. Click on the Publications tab at the top and then click on Fiscal Analysis in the gray area to the left. Under Fiscal Publications, click on Fiscal Update and search for a particular report. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, June 1, 2016. Veterans Trust Fund Update. Fund balance. As of May 31, 2016, the Veterans Trust Fund balance is $24.2 million. The total principal balance after the lottery transfer is $23.8 million. The total spendable portion of the trust fund balance, including the interest income, donations, and lottery transfer, is approximately $240,000. Expenditures to date for fiscal year 2016 have totaled approximately $259,000. Assistance categories. Assistance categories are established in Iowa Code Section 35A.13, Subsection 6, and in 801 Iowa Administrative Code Chapter 14. Examples of permissible expenditures include housing repairs, emergency medical care, dental expenses, eyeglasses, hearing aids, prescriptions, automobile repair, and other items. Additional information on historical income and expenditures can be found in the Issue Review Overview of Iowa Veterans Programs. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Kent Ohms, Legislative Analyst 2, Fiscal Services Division, Legislative Services Agency at 515-725-2200. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, June 3, 2016, Iowa Law Enforcement Academy Council Meeting. Meeting, the Iowa Law Enforcement Academy, or ILEA, Council met at Camp Dodge on June 2nd. The meeting was called to order by Chair Brian Gardner, Lynn County Sheriff. The minutes from the last meeting were approved. Retirement of Shelley Kabelka. The board recognized the recent retirement of ILEA employee Shelley Kabelka and her years of service to the ILEA. House File 2267. Discussion was held on the need to change ILEA Administrative Rules 501.21 after the passage of House File 2267, which allows cities to eliminate state residency requirements for civil service employees. ILEA rules require Iowa police officers to have an Iowa driver's license. The board agreed to pursue changing administrative rules to conform to the new legislation and will also consider those changes for reserve officers. Fee structure. The certification process fee was first charged in 2013. Currently, this fee is collected only from those trained at the ILEA. Approval was given by the council to begin collecting this fee from graduates of the other academy programs within the state and the change will be effective January 1, 2016. This additional fee is expected to generate $9,750 in a fiscal year. Director Report. Director Bradshaw reported on several items. The 268th and 269th basic classes are proceeding nicely and will have graduation in August. 
The fiscal year 2016 budget is in very good shape due to some previous large classes bringing in more revenue. The Academy has been able to invest in some safety equipment, computer equipment, new mattresses, and bed frames for the dorms. Also, vacation payout will be available to those employees qualifying and a comp time payout will be available. The most recent union contract required that comp time either be used or paid out by the end of the fiscal year. The ductwork in the building has been cleaned, which was effective, and the mold spore count is now at a much lower reading. The air quality will be tested again in July, and based upon those results, the dorms may be relocated to another building at Camp Dodge. General Tim Orr has been very active in discussions with Director Bradshaw about possible alternatives. Two FTE positions were requested for fiscal year 2017 and one was approved and funded. This FTE will concentrate on domestic abuse and human trafficking issues and will, for the most part, be traveling within the state to provide that training to law enforcement personnel. This position posting will be made in July. And the switch over to an electronic filing system is underway and projected to be finished ahead of schedule and under budget. Next meeting. The next council meeting will be August 2nd, 2016 at the ILEA building at Camp Dodge. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Alice Folk Weisner, Legislative Analyst 2 for the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6764. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, June 3, 2016. Governor's Action on Appropriation Acts. Governor's Action. The Governor has signed or item vetoed and signed all of the Appropriation Acts approved during the 2016 Legislative Session. The Fiscal Services Division will be publishing final NOBAs, Notes on Bills and Amendments, that reflect the Governor's item veto action and signature. Links to those will be provided in a future Fiscal Update article. The Governor did not item veto any revenue adjustments or appropriations passed by the General Assembly. The Governor's item vetoes are summarized. House File 2454, Agriculture and Natural Resources Appropriations Act, Section 24. The Governor vetoed language related to a feasibility study of installing electronic systems at the entrance of a state park and talking to park users and supporters about the possibility of requiring an entrance fee. The Governor indicated that he does not support charging a user fee for state parks. During the 1980s, a fee was discontinued after a few years because the fee was disliked. The governor said a study of user fees is not needed because it is already known that a user fee would be unpopular. The Department of Natural Resources can complete a feasibility study of installing electronic systems at state park entrances, but it will not include data on a user fee. House File 2459 Standing Appropriations Act. Section 9, the governor vetoed legislative intent language specifying that state agencies use an existing master agreement entered into with the Department of Administrative Services, or DAS, to develop a standardized and automated payroll preparation process for state agencies. The governor stated that agencies were not appropriated additional funds for the cost of the new system. It would require the state to add multiple systems for payroll, and the master contract does not have the full range of functionality provided by the current systems. He further stated that for transparency purposes, if the state were to choose to expand the system statewide, the contract would have to be rebid to cover 
the increased scope of the system. Section 12, subsections 2 and 3. The governor vetoed provisions pertaining to requirements that natural hair braiders take one hour of safety and sanitation curriculum per year and a requirement that gives the Department of Public Health, or DPH, the authority to order a person to cease hair braiding if a violation of a requirement is determined. The governor retained a provision that requires natural hair braiders to register with the DPH in lieu of the Board of Cosmetology, Arts, and Sciences. Section 14, the governor vetoed the repeal date of July 1, 2018 of a provision that allows a certain percentage of Iowa students to open enroll for purposes of taking online courses. The governor stated that students enrolled in online learning programs may be targets of bullying, medically fragile, or individuals who struggle in the traditional classroom setting. He further stated that there should be a variety of options available to students, including online learning, to ensure academic success. House File 2460 Health and Human Services Appropriations Act. Section 10.23, the governor vetoed language prohibiting the Department of Human Services, or DHS, from implementing two-cost containment strategies relating to crossover claims and primary care physician rates and stated the DHS must have the tools and flexibility to manage the Medicaid program and that the restriction on the management and oversight authority is inappropriate. If the governor implements these provisions, it will save the Medicaid program $13 million in fiscal year 2017 $8 million savings for crossover claims and $5 million savings for primary care rate changes. Section 10.24, the governor vetoed language requiring the DHS to report the implementation of any cost containment strategies. The governor noted that the DHS, the Department of Management, and the Legislative Services Agency meet on a monthly basis to determine projections for Medicaid and information relating to cost containment strategies are shared during these meetings and are also available within the state's accounting and budgeting system. Section 27.11a b. The governor vetoed language setting a rate floor for providers under Medicaid managed care. The governor stated the DHS already includes projections for providers and their reimbursement and the restrictions in this item are redundant and unnecessary. Section 54, the governor vetoed language requiring the DHS to explore alternatives to the hospital health care access assessment methodologies. The governor stated that the provision limits the ability of DHS to review all alternative assessment methodologies for the hospital health care access assessment. Division 17. The governor vetoed the division that grandfathers in any hospital's trauma care service categorization level 2 certificate achieved before July 1, 2015 as long as the hospital continues to meet the requirements existing at the time. The governor stated that it would prevent the Department of Public Health and the Trauma Systems Advisory Council from effectively carrying out its regulatory obligations. Senate File 2314, Administration and Regulation Appropriations Act, Section 17. The governor vetoed language that created new annual reports established in interim study committee and limited the use of certain fees collected by the DAS. The governor stated this language was redundant and unnecessary. Senate File 2323, Education Appropriations Act, Section 18 and Section 19.5. 
The governor vetoed language that suspends the State Board of Education's administrative rule for implementation of the Smarter Balanced Assessments and requires a review of the rule by the Administrative Rules Review Committee, or ARRC, in December 2016. The governor stated that students will be best served by the Department of Education moving forward immediately to prepare for implementing the new assessments that begin during the 2017-2018 school year. The assessments were originally set to begin during the 2016-2017 school year, but Section 6 of Senate File 2323 delays the assessments by one year. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Dave Reynolds, Senior Legislative Analyst for the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6934. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, June 7, 2016. Fiscal Year 2017 Judicial Branch Operating Budget. Background, the Judicial Branch Appropriations Act, House File 2457, appropriated $181.8 million from the general fund to the Judicial Branch for fiscal year 2017. There is no change in funding compared to estimated fiscal year 2016. Of this total, $3.1 million was appropriated to the Jury and Witness Revolving Fund and $178.7 million was appropriated to the Judicial Branch for operational costs. Due to the status quo appropriation, State Court Administrator David Boyd has stated that the Judicial Branch will be about $5.4 million short of the amount needed to fully fund the Judicial Branch operations at their current level of service. Factors contributing to the anticipated budget shortfall include $966,896 increase for salary annualization for fiscal year 2016, $4.2 million increase for salary and benefit increases for contract covered and no contract covered employees in fiscal year 2017 along with anticipated increases in the cost of health insurance in December this year and $300,000 reduction in federal fund for IV-D child support work performed by clerk of court offices due to the efficiencies produced by full implementation of the Electronic Document Management System, or EDMS. Operating Budget. The Iowa Supreme Court recently approved the Judicial Branch Operating Budget for fiscal year 2017. The fiscal year 2017 budget approved by the Supreme Court includes a plan to balance the budget despite a $5.4 million predicted shortfall. This budget plan is subject to adjustments throughout fiscal year 2017. The measures approved include 1. A hiring freeze for all vacancies in the judicial branch with limited exceptions. Currently, there are 70 staff vacancies throughout the entire judicial branch, equal to $3.4 million of the current budget. By holding most of the positions unfilled, the judicial branch predicts it will have a combined vacancy factor savings in staff positions of $3.2 million. 2. Holding open judicial vacancies for an average of six months. Judicial vacancies are anticipated to provide an additional $834,000 in savings. Number three, instituting a moratorium on the expansion of specialty courts. In addition to the moratorium on expansion, any district with a special court must obtain approval from the Supreme Court before eliminating any of its specialty courts. Number four, reductions in non-personal line items. The remaining $1.4 million necessary to balance the budget will be generated by the following actions. Reducing travel in and out of state by 10%, reducing office supplies and postage by 20%, reducing telephone services by 10%, shifting IT non-personal costs to the court technology fund, reducing furniture and non-IT equipment by 50%, and reducing the education and training program by 10%. Workload analysis. 
As part of an effort to develop long-term planning options, the court has asked the state court administrator to complete a workload analysis of all aspects of judicial branch operations. The process will begin this summer when the National Center for State Courts will be assisting the courts to update their weighted workload analysis for judges and magistrates as well as support staff. The work will be completed around the end of the calendar year and the results will be used to help guide future budget decisions. Additional information, further detail regarding the budget is available on the Judicial Branch website. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Laura Book, Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-725-0509. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, June 9, 2016, Watershed Improvement Review Board Meeting. Meeting, the Watershed Improvement Review Board, or WIRB, conducted a teleconference meeting on June 9, 2016. Senator Hart and Representative Momsen were in attendance. The following items were discussed. The Treasurer's report indicated that there is $2.1 million of obligated funds in the general fund account for the WIRB and an unobligated balance of $400,000 as of May 31, 2016. There is an additional $1.7 million of obligated funds in the Watershed Protection Fund. The legislature passed House File 2454, Agriculture and Natural Resources Appropriations Act, that was signed and item vetoed by the governor on May 27, 2016. The act specified that new WIRB grant activities would be suspended, but the board would remain active until all projects were completed. As of June 9, 2016, there are 28 active projects. The board can also approve amendments to finish projects, but cannot approve amendments that expand the scope of a project. And the board approved an amendment to the West Fork Middle Notaway project and approved four final reports. Additional information. For additional information, refer to the WIRB website. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Deb Cosell, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6767. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, June 9, 2016. Iowa Public Television, IPTV Board, June Meeting. Meeting, the Iowa Public Television IPTV Board met on June 8, 2016 in Johnston. The following topics were covered. Fundraising Plan 2017. IPTV presented its annual blueprint to the board for next year's fundraising efforts and the board approved the plan. Goals in the plan include raising $5.6 million in membership support, $1.3 million in corporate support, and $704,000 in planned gifts. Some of the strategies to increase fundraising revenue include continue canvassing efforts, improve on-air pledges, highlight emotional stories, and use better mailing techniques. Other highlights of the presentation include fundraising was not recovered since fundraising decreased dramatically during the 2007-2009 economic recession known as the Great Recession. Revenue has grown little during the last decade. Contributions have fluctuated between $3.8 million and $5 million over the last decade. Membership revenue is down 14% over the last year, including corporate revenue decreasing 20%. Planned gifts have decreased by nearly $1 million over the last year, and expenses have increased 6% during the last year due to higher costs relating to canvassing, postage, and printing. Appointments. The board approved appointments to the IPTV Foundation Board and reappointments to the Advisory Committee on Journalistic and Editorial Integrity. 
Analytics Report, IPTV presented to the board information on website and social media activities. Highlights include, approximately 1.5 million users have used the website over the past year. Digital traffic is moving away from websites and towards social media. IPTV has 25 social media pages across 8 channels. On-air viewing is decreasing, but on-demand viewing, such as on a tablet or phone, is increasing. IPTV plans to improve the website as a channel for viewing. Next meeting. The next meeting of the board will be August 9, 2016 in Johnston at 10 a.m. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Tim Crellin, Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-725-1286. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, June 9, 2016. Early Childhood ECI State Board June Meeting. Meeting the Early Childhood Iowa ECI State Board met on June 3, 2016 in the State Capitol. The following topics were covered. Levels of Excellence. ECI staff visited nine ECI areas as part of Levels of Excellence, the rating system for the local area boards. The rating system has four levels, probationary, compliant, quality, and model. Reviewers made the following recommended ratings for the nine areas for the following reasons. Each recommendation was approved by the State Board. Adams Ringgold Union Taylor County Area Compliant. The local board has met all required criteria for compliance. Appanoose Davis Lucas Monroe County Area Probationary. The local board did not complete a community needs assessment left a board member position vacant for more than one year, does not have written policies for assuring services or monitoring contracts, and has not completed monitoring of contractors. Cherokee Lion Plymouth Sioux County Area Probationary. An analysis of the needs assessment for the local board's community plan is needed. Various policies and procedures could be strengthened. Contract monitoring needs to be improved. Clinton-Jackson County Area Model. The local board has no areas of improvement. Jasper Marion, Powasheet County Area, Probationary. Materials submitted to reviewers were difficult to follow and processed for contract monitoring and unspent funding need improvement. Mahaska Wapolo County Area, Probationary. The local board left a board member position vacant for a long period and needs to develop a policy for board member recruitment. Request for proposal or RFP applications for funding and program reviews need proper review and documentation of review. Muscatine County Area Model. All required criteria were met for this rating. Pottawatomie County Area Model. All required criteria were met for this rating. Scott County Area Model. All required criteria were met for this rating. ECI Areas on Probation Recommendations. The State Board reviewed the probationary status of the two ECI area boards placed on probation as part of their levels of excellence ratings last year. Areas identified for improvement that contributed to the board's probationary status include Bremer, Butler, Franklin, Grundy did not provide evidence the board annually tracks and reviews performance measures and adopted indicators. Clay Dickinson O'Brien Osceola did not provide a proper needs assessment with an annual review of community-wide indicators and did not fill board member vacancies on time. The ECI administrator recommended that the two area boards be removed from probation because they have corrected the shortcomings in the areas identified for improvement. The state board approved the recommendations. Iowa population trends. Gary Krobe of the State Library presented data on Iowa's changing demographics. Topics included state trends, county trends, economic trends, and county comparisons. 
Next meeting, the next meeting of the board will be September 9, 2016 with a location to be determined. Additional information including handouts can be obtained from the LSA and on the board's website. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Tim Crellin, Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-725-1286. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, June 9, 2016. Council on Human Services, June Meeting. Meeting, the Department of Human Services, or DHS, Council on Human Services met on June 8, 2016 in Des Moines. The following topics were addressed. Rules. The Council reviewed both filed and noticed rules that will be presented to the Administrative Rules Review Committee. The DHS is submitting a comprehensive package of four child care rules that conform to the reauthorization of the Child Care Development Block Grant, including implementing a required orientation training in health and safety content areas for all staff within three months of employment and enhancing emergency planning requirements, adopting safe sleep practices providing for enhancements to current rules including a requirement for the regulatory fee to be part of a sufficient application and providing technical cleanup of the rule chapter as a whole. United Healthcare presentation. Kim Foltz, CEO for United Healthcare Community Plan of Iowa, provided an update to the council on the implementation of Medicaid managed care. United Healthcare has 173,516 individuals enrolled in their Medicaid managed care plan. Ms. Foltz addressed concerns from the council regarding challenges with the rollout and assured the council that they are working to address all issues as they arise with both consumers and providers. Inpatient psychiatric hospital bed presentation. Rick Schultz, Mental Health and Disability Services Division Administrator, presented on the availability of inpatient psychiatric hospital beds and on the first year of the new system that tracks the availability of beds across the state. As of June 7, 2016, there are 731 staffed psychiatric hospital beds across the state, with 489 dedicated to adults, 142 dedicated to children, and 100 for adults over the age of 55. For the first 10 months of the tracking system, there have been an average of 66 beds available at any one time. 12.4 children's beds and 53.4 adult beds. The two biggest reasons an individual may not be admitted to a bed is that they have been or currently are aggressive and that they are under the influence of drugs or alcohol. The biggest challenges facing the system related to psychiatric beds are the need for intensive community services to move individuals out of these beds and into a less restrictive and less costly setting and the need for psychiatrists. Other business. The Council discussed its new role as directed by House File 2460, Fiscal Year 2017 Health and Human Services Appropriations Act, as an oversight entity for the Medicaid Managed Care Program. The Council will review a variety of reports from the DHS and set a standing monthly agenda item to discuss the program. Next meeting. The next meeting of the Council will be July 13, 2016 in Des Moines. Additional information, including handouts, can be obtained from the Legislative Services Agency and on the Council's website. The contacts for this fiscal update are Jess Benson, Senior Legislative Analyst for the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency, and Angel Banks-Adams, Legislative Analyst for the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency. Jess Benson can be reached at 515-281-4611, and Angel Banks-Adams can be reached at 515-281-6301.
Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, June 9, 2016. Audit Report, Iowa Ag Council. Audit Report. The State Auditor issued the Fiscal Year 2014 and Fiscal Year 2015 Audit Report for the Iowa Egg Council on June 3, 2016. The mission of the Iowa Egg Council is to promote the increased use of eggs and egg products and to provide market development. The Council is funded by an assessment paid by producers based on the number of eggs sold. The audit report stated the assessment for fiscal year 2014 and fiscal year 2015 was approximately $1.1 million. Audit findings. The report did not include any reportable findings on internal controls. Two items were mentioned in the report related to financial statements that included meetings minutes for fiscal year 2015 did not include the individual votes of Iowa Egg Council members after closed sessions were held. Three payments for food and or alcohol were made during fiscal year 2015 that did not meet the requirements of the current travel policy. And the Iowa Egg Council responded that future minutes would include closed session votes and that the travel policy would be updated. Additional information. For additional information, refer to the State Auditor Publication website. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Deb Cosell, Senior Legislative Analyst for the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6767. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, June 10, 2016, Council on Human Services, June Meeting. Meeting, the Department of Human Services, or DHS, Council on Human Services, met on June 8, 2016, in Des Moines. The following topics were addressed. Rules. The Council reviewed both filed and noticed rules that will be presented to the Administrative Rules Review Committee. The DHS is submitting a comprehensive package of four child care rules that conform to the reauthorization of the Child Care Development Block Grant, including implementing a required orientation training in health and safety content areas for all staff within three months of employment and enhancing emergency planning requirements, adopting safe sleep practices, providing for enhancements to current rules, including a requirement for the regulatory fee to be part of a sufficient application, and providing technical cleanup of the rule chapter as a whole. United Healthcare Presentation. Kim Fulz, CEO for United Healthcare Community Plan of Iowa, provided an update to the Council on the implementation of Medicaid managed care. United Healthcare has 173,516 individuals enrolled in their Medicaid managed care plan. Ms. Fultz addressed concerns from the Council regarding challenges with the rollout and assured the Council that they are working to address all issues as they arise with both consumers and providers. Inpatient Psychiatric Hospital Bed Presentation Rick Schultz, Mental Health and Disability Services Division Administrator, presented on the availability of inpatient psychiatric hospital beds and on the first year of the new system that tracks the availability of beds across the state. As of June 7, 2016, there are 731 staffed psychiatric hospital beds across the state with 489 dedicated to adults, 142 dedicated to children, and 100 for adults over the age of 55. For the first 10 months of the tracking system, there have been an average of 66 beds available at any one time, 12.4 children's beds and 53.4 adult beds. The two biggest reasons an individual may not be admitted to a bed is that they have been or currently are aggressive and that they are under the influence of drugs or alcohol. The biggest challenges facing the system related to psychiatric beds are the need for intensive 
community services to move individuals out of these beds and into a less restrictive and less costly setting and the need for psychiatrists. Other business, the council discussed its new role as directed by House File 2460, Fiscal Year 2017 Health and Human Services Appropriations Act as an oversight entity for the Medicaid Managed Care Program. The council will review a variety of reports from the DHS and set a standing monthly agenda item to discuss the program. The next meeting of the council will be July 13, 2016 in Des Moines. Additional information, including handouts, can be obtained from the Legislative Services Agency and on the council's website. The staff contacts for this fiscal update are Jess Benson, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency, and Angel Banks Adams, Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency. Jess can be reached at 515-281-4611, and Angel can be reached at 515-281-6301. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, June 13, 2016. Criminal Justice Information System Advisory Committee. Meeting, the Iowa Criminal Justice Information System, or CJIS, Advisory Committee met on June 9, 2016 in the Lucas State Office Building on the State Capitol Complex. Status of the current budget. CJIS coordinator Tammy Blackstone provided a brief overview of the current status of the CJIS fiscal year 2016 budget. In fiscal year 2016, the CJIS is projected to have nearly $1.4 million in expenditures and $799,400 remaining in the budget at the end of the fiscal year. The Infrastructure Appropriations Bill, Senate File 2324, appropriated $1.3 million from the Rebuild Iowa Infrastructure Fund, or RIIF, to the Department of Human Rights, or DHR, for the continued development and implementation of the CJIS project for fiscal year 2017. CJIS exchanges. The Advisory Committee discussed the possibility of using CJIS funding to move one or more of the following exchanges forward but decided to table the issue until further information on the State Public Defender's fiscal year 2017 budget becomes available. Exchanges between county attorneys and the judicial branch. Currently, there are three exchange projects that have been partially developed by the CJIS but require further development from the judicial branch in order to become active. Due to the status quo appropriation to the judicial branch, there are no funds available to continue developing the exchanges. The exchanges and the estimated cost of each are trial information exchange, $60,000, motions and proposed orders exchange, $82,000, and juvenile delinquency petition exchange, $112,500. Public Defender Exchange. Due to the status quo appropriation to the Office of the State Public Defender, the office does not have any funds available to continue the development of its exchange. Next meeting. The Advisory Committee is scheduled to meet Thursday, September 8, 2016. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Laura Book, Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-725-0509. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, June 13, 2016. Board of Regents Meeting, June 2016. Meeting. The Board of Regents held its regular meeting on June 9, 2016 at Iowa State University. Following are some highlights from the meeting. Fall fiscal year 2017 tuition increase. 
the board received a proposal for tuition increases for the upcoming fall semester and took comments from student leaders. Board action on the proposal is expected at a telephonic meeting on July 18, 2016. The proposal includes increases of $300 annually or 4.4% for resident undergraduate tuition at the three universities. Increases in other tuition rates vary between universities. Higher education needs in Des Moines. The board received the results of the higher education needs assessment of the Des Moines metropolitan area conducted by MGT of America Consulting. The consultants were asked to determine the current and long-term demand for various undergraduate and graduate degree programs and certificates in the Des Moines area and to determine the optimal location from which to deliver the majority of the programs. The consultants indicated that they took into account the role of the Des Moines Area Community College in the region and they noted the variety of programs offered by private, nonprofit, and for-profit colleges and universities including Drake and Grandview. However, they did not contact the private entities in conducting their research. Needs Assessment Conclusions The consultants' report cited a number of observations including that undergraduate degree attainment in the Des Moines area compares favorably to 10 larger markets in the U.S. heartland, but that post-baccalaureate degree attainment lags behind. Based on potential annual employment needs, calculated supply deficits, lack of local access, or a unique specialty identified by local employers, the report identifies occupational categories and titles that could be served by additional higher education offerings in the Des Moines metropolitan area. The report also cites downtown Des Moines as the most positive option for a region's resource center. During the presentation to the board, however, the consultants indicated that the former AIB America Institute of Business campus south of downtown and owned by the regents would also be a reasonable option given the possible capital costs associated with establishing a center downtown. Resignation of University of Northern Iowa President the board accepted the previously announced resignation of William Rood, president of the University of Northern Iowa, or UNI, and appointed the current UNI provost, Jim Wolpart, as interim president. The board authorized executive director Bob Donnelly and president pro tem Katie Mulholland to develop a presidential search process. TIER efficiency efforts. The board received a progress report on implementation of the recommendations from the TIER business cases and academic cases. Representatives from each of the universities highlighted efforts related to the academic cases involving e-learning and distance education, space utilization and classroom scheduling, and enrollment management. Fiscal Year 2017 Special School Budgets The board approved the Fiscal Year 2017 Budgets for the Iowa School for the Deaf, or ISD, and the Iowa Braille and Sight Saving School, or IBSSS. The operating budget for ISD is $11.1 million with an additional $1.5 million in the restricted budget. For IBSSS, the operating budget is $8.2 million with $718,000 in budgeted restricted funds. Board Policy Manual Revisions The board received proposed revisions to the policy manual resulting from a comprehensive review. The goal of the revisions was to 
make the manual clearer to understand, reflect current practices, eliminate duplication from the Iowa Code, update financial thresholds, and streamline processes. The new manual consists of four chapters, the board and board office, operations, academics, and institutions. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Robin Madison, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-5270. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, June 14, 2016. State Appeal Board approves refund to federal government. Refund to the federal government. During a review of the fiscal year 2015 statewide indirect cost allocation plan by the Federal Department of Health and Human Services, it was discovered that from fiscal year 2010 through fiscal year 2015, the Department of Administrative Services, or DAS, Information Technology Enterprise Office of the Chief Information Officer, or OCIO, storage, had accrued excess federal dollars as part of the fund balance for the fiscal year ending June 30, 2015. A review of the fiscal year 2016 plan determined that the excess fund balance had not been eliminated and that a refund totaling $1,121,927 was due to the federal government. The state agreed to the refund amount. A letter from the federal government requesting payment was dated May 17, 2016, with payment due 30 days from the date of the notification. The claim was approved to be paid through the state appeal board process, and a check was issued on June 8, 2016. The state accounting enterprise is currently working on the fiscal year 2017 statewide indirect cost allocation report. The OCIO is currently reviewing its rates to determine if any adjustments are necessary. The Federal Department of Health and Human Services, or DHHS, conducts an annual audit to review the billing methodologies of one central service in state government to ensure fairness and equitability among all funding sources paying for the service. When billing methodologies are identified as inconsistent or inequitable, state representatives work with the DHHS to negotiate any amounts of overpayment of federal funds, initiate corrective action when necessary, and work with appropriate departments to pay back any identified federal overpayments. More information, additional information is available from the Legislative Services Agency upon request. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Jennifer Acton, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-7846. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, June 16, 2016. State Board of Education, June Meeting. Meeting, the State Board of Education met on June 9th and 10th, 2016 in Ankeny for its annual retreat. The following topics were covered. State Board Priorities. The State Board reviewed five priorities for education in Iowa. Assessments. The Department of Education will communicate to schools that the statewide assessment will not change until the 2017-2018 school year due to the General Assembly's delay of the new assessments in Section 6 of Senate File 2323, Fiscal Year 2017 Education Appropriations Act. The Smarter Balanced Assessments will be the new statewide assessment in math and reading. The State Board plans to address the Assessment Task Force's recommendations for a new science assessment at its August 2016 meeting. Iowa Academic Standards. As part of the Governor's Executive Order 83, the Department is charged with forming state teams to review Iowa academic standards that include science, literacy, social studies, mathematics, and 21st century skills. 
the review of science was completed with the State Board's adoption of new science standards in August 2015. State teams are currently reviewing literacy and social studies standards. Reducing achievement gaps. The department will focus on multi-tiered systems of supports, early literacy, and the Iowa School Report Card to address achievement gaps. Improving teacher and leader preparation. The department will address the need to improve teacher and teacher leader preparation through the Teacher Leadership and Compensation System, or TLC, and other programs. And innovative learning opportunities. The department will continue to support innovative learning opportunities in the areas of competency-based education, online learning, summer learning, career and technical education, and community colleges. Administrative rules. The department and the state board discussed the following rules. Standards for teaching intern preparation programs adopted by the board. Chapter 77 outlines the standards and program requirements that all alternative licensure educator preparation programs must meet to be accredited to prepare educators in Iowa. The proposed administrative rule revises the chapter to remain current with research-based best practices. Open enrollment. Notice of intended action given. The General Assembly enacted House File 2264, Open Enrollment for Bullying Victims, during the 2016 legislative session. Prior to enactment of House File 2264, statutes already provided that a high school student who participated in open enrollment in a school district other than the student's district of residence was ineligible to participate in varsity interscholastic athletic contests and athletic competitions during the student's first 90 school days of enrollment in the district. However, a student was allowed to participate immediately under various exceptions to that requirement. House File 2264 adds an additional exception if a student's district of residence determines that the student was previously subject to a founded incident of harassment or bullying while attending school in the district of residence. House File 2264 permits such students to participate in variety interscholastic athletic contests and athletic competitions immediately upon open enrollment. The proposed administrative rule makes corresponding changes and changes that are technical in nature. Extracurricular interscholastic competition. Notice of intended action given. The proposed administrative rule is also related to House File 2264 and makes corresponding changes to Chapter 36. Individual Career and Academic Plan. Adopted and Filed Emergency Rule Effective Immediately. House File 2392, Career and Technical Education, Section 8, gives the State Board of Education the authority to adopt emergency rules under Iowa Code Section 17A.4, Subsection 3, and the Iowa Code Section 17A.5, Subsection 2B, to implement the Individual Career and Academic Plan. House File 2392 makes the rule effective on filing. The rule establishes that each student enrolled in Grade 8 must have an individualized career and academic plan developed by the school district and that the plan must be reviewed each year until the student graduates from high school. And individual career and academic plan. Notice of intended action given. The notice of intended action for the above rule. A public hearing will be held on July 26, 2016 from 10 to 11 a.m. in the State Boardroom, 2nd Floor, Grimes State Office Building, East 14th Street and Grand Avenue, Des Moines, Iowa. Differentiated Accountability Historically, Iowa school districts, schools, and area education agencies, or AEAs, 
have received accreditation visits on a five-year cycle with a fifth of schools and districts visited each year. With a pilot in the 2015-2016 school year and full implementation in the 2016-2017, the department has developed a new system of differentiated accountability and support. The new system is founded on seven basic concepts. Tiered support. Support is based on needs, schools, districts, and AEAs that require more support will receive more support. Healthy indicators. The model of support will rely on data known as healthy indicators to inform decision-making about which districts, schools, and AEAs require desk audits, remote interviews, or on-site visits, and what supports they need to successfully engage in continuous improvement. Earned autonomy. The more success a district, school, or AEA has in maintaining compliance with state and federal law and achieving critical results for Iowa's learners, the less prescriptive the department will be in terms of required audits, reports, and site visits. Collaborative inquiry questions. The new accountability system is based on evidence-based questions known as collaborative inquiry questions, or CIQs. A single continuous improvement process. Instead of using several variations on the standard model of continuous improvement, a single unified model has been developed. Streamlined reporting. Districts, schools, and AEAs should be able to access all of their compliance and performance information for the purposes of accountability and improvement with greater ease. And emphasis on results for Iowa learners. The system emphasizes actions that have been shown to be effective for students and actions that are required by law. Department budgeting and finances. The department presented its budget and finances. Some highlights include fiscal year 2016 expenditures are estimated to be $3.9 billion, including school aid. Fiscal year 2016 administrative expenditures are estimated to be $28 million, all sources. And for fiscal year 2017, the department estimates it will cover an additional $1.3 million in administrative costs due to either additional expenditures or a loss in funds. The next meeting of the board will be August 4, 2016 in the Grimes Building, located in Des Moines at 400 East 14th Street on the second floor. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Tim Crellin, Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-725-1286. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, June 20, 2016. Iowa Telecommunication and Technology Commission Meeting. Meeting, the Iowa Telecommunication and Technology Commission Meeting was held on June 15, 2016. The Iowa Communications Network, or ICN, has been working collaboratively with the Department of Public Safety, or DPS, Iowa Statewide Interoperable Communications System Board, or ISICSB, on a public safety communications initiative to provide a nationwide public safety broadband network commonly known as FirstNet. The ICN serves as a technical management support partner by gathering required asset and profile data for the ISICSB. Funding for this partnership is from the Federal, State, and Local Implementation Grant Program, or SLIGP. This grant was awarded to all states for FirstNet preparation and Iowa's 
portion was $2.1 million and will expire January 2018. In addition, the ICN has a Memorandum of Understanding, or MOU, with the DPS for technical design support related to the Land Mobile Radios, or LMR, and a 28D agreement to provide an ICN employee to serve as the Deputy Iowa Statewide Interoperable Ability Coordinator, or SWIC. The ICN and the ISICSB hope to have a portion of the LMR network up and running in Polk County by July 2016 for the National Governors Association or NGA conference. First net update, a request for proposal or RFP was issued by the First Responder Network Authority or FirstNet for the deployment of the nationwide public safety broadband network. The RFP closed May 31, 2016. There is approximately $7 billion in federal funding set aside for this project. The ICN has been holding public-private partnership summits twice a year for Iowa's emergency responders and private industry leaders to discuss Iowa's broadband network and FirstNet. The next meeting of this group will be held on August 25, 2016 in the Grimes Building on the Capitol Complex in Des Moines. Prior meetings of this group were held on March 3, 2016, August 13, 2015, and March 19, 2015. Finance update. The ICN reviewed their May year-to-date budget. Net cash operations for the month of May after expenditures increased $57,346 for a year-to-date increase of $2.9 million. When comparing net cash after expenditures to the same time for the prior fiscal year, it is an increase of approximately $1 million. When comparing May 2016 to May 2015 for the 11 months ending May 31, 2016, revenues were up by 3.8%, totaling $29.9 million, an increase of $1.1 million. Direct expenses were down by 2.9%, totaling $7.8 million, a decrease of $231,000. Indirect expenses were down by 5.4%, totaling $8.6 million, a decrease of $491,000. And general administrative expenses were up by 4.6%, totaling $9.9 million, an increase of $433,000. Waivers. Certified users as defined under Iowa Code Section 8D.9, for example, Area Education Agencies, or AEA, Community Colleges, or Regents Institutions, have a choice between the ICN and a private provider in their community and are permitted to submit waivers if ICN services are either unavailable or can be purchased at a lower rate. Waivers were granted for Indian Hills Community College and AEA 267 in Cedar Falls. More information, additional information is available from the Legislative Services Agency upon request. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Jennifer Acton, Senior Fiscal Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-7846. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, June 20, 2016. Executive Council Meeting. Meeting. The Executive Council met on Monday, June 20, 2016. The following are highlighted agenda items approved by the Council. The Iowa Department of Human Services requested the Executive Council approve additional funds totaling $4,630 for the Clinton County high wind incident from March 2016. This brought the total amount for the incident to $24,630 and closed out the incident. 
The money is used by individuals or families to repair or replace items affected by the disaster emergency that cannot be met by other means of financial assistance pursuant to House File 896, Section 1, Disaster Grant Fund Act. A total reimbursement of $81,950 was approved for 25 periodic city examiners conducted by five CPA firms as required by Chapter 11 of the Code of Iowa. The Iowa Armory Board requested the transfer of 1.44 acres of real estate to the city of Sioux City, Iowa to be used as the right-of-way for a city-owned roadway along the eastern edge of the Sioux City Army National Guard Armory and Field Maintenance Shop Site. Iowa Code Section 29A.57, Subsection 2, allows state property under the control of the Armory Board to be sold or exchanged on recommendation of the Armory Board with the approval of the Executive Council. To offset the impact of the transfer, the City has provided a 20-year no-fee renewable lease to the State of Iowa on 2.5 acres of city-owned land located along the south side of the National Guard site. The land titles have been cleared and the Executive Council approved the action. And the Department of Revenue requested that the Executive Council transfer funds to the Litigation Expense Fund to pay anticipated litigation expenses for the next fiscal year. This fund is used to pay for litigation expenses incurred by the state to defend property valuations established by the Director of Revenue pursuant to Iowa Code Section 441.73, Subsection 1. Litigation anticipated for fiscal year 2017 includes Buckeye Pipeline Transport challenging the assessments for the 2013, 2014, and 2015 assessment years. The balance in the fund is capped by statute and cannot exceed $700,000. The Department of Revenue estimates the current balance carry forward from fiscal year 2016 to be approximately $355,000. An additional amount of $345,000 was recommended to be transferred into the litigation expense fund for fiscal year 2017 from the following sources. 78% or $269,100 from the Homestead Tax Credit Fund under Iowa Code Section 425.1, 22% or $75,900 from the Agricultural Land Credit Fund under Iowa Code Section 426.1. Additional information. Additional information is available from the Legislative Services Agency upon request. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Jennifer Acton, Senior Fiscal Analyst, with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-7846. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, June 20, 2016. Equal Justice for Juveniles Conference. Meeting. On June 15, 2016, the Department of Human Rights, or DHR, and the State Court Administration co-sponsored an event entitled Equal Justice for Juveniles, Developing Action Plans to Reduce Racial and Ethnic Disparities in Juvenile Justice at Adventureland Inn in Altoona, Iowa. Attendees included several criminal justice system and community school district representatives from nine Iowa communities, Sioux City, Fort Dodge, Council Bluffs, Cedar Rapids, Iowa City, Dubuque, Davenport, Waterloo, and Des Moines. Background. The event is a part of the five-year strategic plan developed by the Commission of Criminal and Juvenile Justice Planning, or CJJP, to reduce disproportionate minority contact in Iowa's juvenile justice system. 
the goal of the event is to help juvenile justice leaders create or update a clear, specific, workable plan to address minority overrepresentation in the juvenile justice system in their local community. Event speakers. Speakers featured at the event included the Honorable Mark Cady, Chief Justice of the Iowa Supreme Court, James Bell, Founder and Executive Director of the Burns Institute for Juvenile Justice, Fairness, and Equity, Bell presented on the overrepresentation of youth of color in the delinquency system and the rising cost of the criminal justice system. The PowerPoint document from Bell's presentation is available on the DHR website. Iowa participants in the Georgetown Project at the Georgetown University Center for Juvenile Justice Reform presented a panel discussion on Disproportionate Minority Contact, or DMC. Betsy Penniston, CJJP. Penniston gave a report on the findings from community discussions with youth of color. And David Boyd, Iowa State Court Administrator. Community breakout sessions. Representatives from each community met to discuss and develop a clear, workable plan to address minority overrepresentation in the juvenile justice system. At the end of the event, each community reported on the plans and actions steps they developed during the breakout sessions. Additional information, further information, and materials from the event may be found on the DHR website. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Laura Book, Fiscal Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-725-0509. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, June 24, 2016, State Soil Conservation Committee Meeting and Tour. Joint Meeting, the State Soil Conservation Committee met with the Conservation Districts of Iowa on June 20th in Okaboji. The following items were discussed at the joint meeting. Vince Sitzman, Department of Agriculture and Land Stewardship, or DALS, reported that all of the Soil and Water Conservation District Commissioners are now bonded by the State of Iowa. Jake Hansen, DALS, reported that the Iowa Watershed Management Authorities would be receiving funding from a Federal Department of Housing and Urban Development grant that is administered by the Economic Development Authority. He also announced that the Missouri River Authority was meeting on June 22nd in Ottawa and that the governor would be in attendance to talk about the achievements made in the past five years after the flooding of the Missouri River. Jim Gillespie, DALS, announced that water quality initiative funding for statewide practices would be available on July 1st. Priority will be given to farmers that have not tried practices such as planting cover crops or using no-till, strip-till, or nitrification inhibitors. Claire Lindell, Conservation Districts of Iowa, provided an update on the annual conference that will be held in Des Moines on August 29th and 30th. She also talked about the Iowa Farm Progress Show that will be held in Boone on August 30th through September 1st. Kurt Simon, Federal Natural Resources Conservation Service, or NRCS, discussed the Pollinator Habitat Project. The project provides financial assistance to landowners to plant milkweed and other nectar-rich plants that attract monarch butterflies. Planting will be on field borders, buffer strips, and in pastures. Mr. Simon also discussed easement problems that the NRCS has been having with the Army Corps of Engineers. Mr. Simon stated that the Corps is buying easements from the NRCS and then ignoring the reason for the easements and pushing soil into waterways. The problem has occurred with projects in Iowa, Missouri, and Nebraska. And Mike Hawkins, Department of Natural Resources, or DNR, discussed water quality issues with shallow lakes. 
Issues included the lack of aquatic vegetation, sediment problems, and zebra mussels. Committee meeting. The State Soil Conservation Committee met after the joint meeting to approve the budget request totaling $61.6 million for the Soil Conservation Division that will be presented to the Secretary of Agriculture. The budget request included water quality initiative $30 million, agricultural drainage wells $4.5 million, conservation reserve enhancement program $2.5 million, conservation reserve program $2 million, Farm Demonstration Program, $650,000. Watershed Protection Fund, $2.7 million. Soil Conservation Cost Share, $10 million. Soil Conservation Administration, $7.5 million. Urban Conservation, $1.1 million. And Lus Hills, $600,000. Tour of Okaboji Area. On June 21st, a tour was held with stops at the following. Jones Dairy Farm in Spencer. The farm has 900 Jersey cows that produce 6,500 gallons of milk each day. The dairy owns 1,000 acres of farmland and plants 800 acres of corn and 200 acres of alfalfa that is used for silage. Denny Winterbore Farm in Milford. Mr. Winterbore discussed the importance of improving soil organic material that will improve crop yields. He explained the benefits of using earthworms in the soil. Gull Point State Park. Tim Ritchie, DNR Park Manager, talked about the popularity of the park and how the usage increases economic activity for the surrounding communities. He also talked about some of the challenges at the park that include limited camping facilities for large recreational vehicles, maintenance, and problems with zebra mussels. Silver Lake Fend State Preserve. The group stopped to see the fen located near Silver Lake. A fen is a series of spring-fed boggy and hilly wetlands. The preserve is a 10-acre area containing three fens. The largest fen is over an acre in size and is on a mound of decomposed peat that is approximately 15 feet deep. Arco Dehydrating Company in Lake Park. The manager, Lance Hikens, explained the history of the company that began in 1947. The company grows and purchases alfalfa that is hauled, dried, and made into animal feed pellets. Additional information. For additional information about the State Soil Conservation Committee, please refer to the website. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Deb Kozell, Senior Fiscal Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6767. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, June 24, 2016, State Appeal Board Meeting. Special Session, City of Mount Union Budget Protest. The State Appeal Board met on June 7, 2016 in Des Moines. Prior to commencing the regular meeting, the board entered into a special session regarding a protest of the fiscal year 2017 budget of the City of Mount Union. On May 9, 2016, representatives from the Department of Management, or DOM, the Office of the State Treasurer, or TOS, and the Office of the Auditor of the State, or AOS, met with Mount Union City officials and petitioners regarding a protest of the proposed fiscal year 2017 city budget. After testimony and discussion by representatives of both the city and the petitioning parties, the representatives from the DOM, the TOS, and the AOS engaged in a fact-finding analysis. The representatives presented their findings and conclusions to the board at the regular meeting, recommending that the City of Mount Union correct errors found in documents used to estimate the beginning balance of the fiscal year 2017 budget. 
The board voted unanimously to approve this recommendation as well as to sustain the city's fiscal year 2017 tax levy and expenditures as previously adopted. Meeting. After the special session, the board continued with its monthly meeting, taking the following actions. Approved payment of 10 general claims filed under Iowa Code Chapter 25 for approximately $1.14 million, including a $1.12 million claim reimbursing the federal government for the federal share of excess balance of storage space administered by the Department of Administrative Services and the Office of the Chief Information Officer and utilized by the Department of Human Services. The reimbursement includes fiscal year 2010 through fiscal year 2015 charges as detailed in the statewide indirect cost allocation plan. The board denied payment of approximately $57,400 and approved payment of five tort claims filed under Iowa Code Chapter 669 for approximately $16,900. The board denied payment of tort claims totaling approximately $55.6 million. Next meeting. The next meeting of the board is scheduled for July 5, 2016 in Des Moines. The staff contacts for this fiscal update are Christine Meckler and Laura Book, fiscal analysts with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency. Christine's number is 515-281-6561 and Laura's number is 515-725-0509. Fiscal update, Fiscal Services Division, June 24, 2016. Child Welfare Advisory Committee Meeting. Meeting. The Child Welfare Advisory Committee, or CWAC, met on Friday, June 17, 2016 at the Drake Legal Clinic. The following are some of the agenda items discussed during the meeting. DHS Update. Kara Regula from the Department of Human Services, or DHS, presented an update on the Child and Family Services Review, or CFSR, process. The CFSR process is an assessment of the management and coordination of state child and family services systems including, but not limited to, DHS services, contracted providers, court systems, information system supports, and training systems. The federal target for all CFSR items is an assessment rating of 95% or better. States with lower scores are required to complete and implement a program improvement plan or PIP. While Iowa does not meet the federal performance requirements, the state has seen improved performance on the national safety data indicators of recurrence of maltreatment and maltreatment in foster care. However, Iowa's low performance in the areas of placement stability and reentry to foster care indicates that a high number of discharged children return to foster care within 12 months. Members of the CWAC were concerned with DHS support regarding incarcerated parents and kinship care in which the guardian is not licensed or receiving subsidies from the state. Ms. Regula stated that the DHS has surveyed the Iowa Foster and Adoptive Parent Association and similar organizations for assistance with maintaining relationships and connections with parents and relatives while the child is placed outside of the home. Children's Justice Update. Gail Barber, Vice Chair of the CWAC, notified the Committee of New Federal Funds Received Through the Administration on Children, Youth and Families, or ACYF, Regional Partnership Grant. The grant was awarded to 53 partnerships nationwide, including seven tribes to improve the well-being, permanency, and safety outcomes of children who are in out-of-home placement as a result of a parent or caregiver's methamphetamine or other substance abuse or who are at risk of such placement. 
This grant was made possible by the Child and Family Services Improvement and Innovation Act, signed into law in September 2011. Title 4E Funding Review Wendy Rickman of DHS noted that the regulatory review of the Title 4-E foster care program will take place in August 2016. The federal review will determine whether children in foster care meet the federal eligibility requirements for foster care maintenance payments. During these reviews, the Children's Bureau of the Administration for Children and Families examines child and provider case records and payment documentation to validate the accuracy of a state's reimbursement claims of foster care payments. Each eligibility review details the strengths and weaknesses of a state's Title IV-E foster care program and identifies technical assistance that may be needed for program improvement and DHS budget recommendations. Ms. Rickman also discussed the upcoming child welfare public hearings which are slated to begin in July 2016. The CWAC adopted a motion to recommend that there be no reduction to child welfare emergency services or CWES providers in the DHS budget proposal which is to be prepared and submitted by October 2016. New contracts for CWES providers will go into effect July 1, 2017. The next CWAC meeting will be held on September 23, 2016 at 1 p.m. in the Drake Legal Clinic Library. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Angel Banks Adams, Fiscal Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6301. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, June 27, 2016. Iowa Public Information Board Meeting. Meeting. The Iowa Public Information Board, or IPIB, met on June 17, 2016 in Des Moines. The board took the following action. Accepted cases. The board accepted four complaint cases for further review. These cases included allegations of public meeting violations in the cities of Council Bluffs and Akron, as well as against the Iowa Department for the Blind. The board also accepted an open records violation allegation claimed against the Highland Community School District in Riverside, Iowa. These cases will be investigated and reported on at the July 2016 meeting. Dismissed cases. The board dismissed nine complaint allegations including two probable cause reports and one investigative report. The board found that these cases were either legally insufficient or did not fall under the board's authority pursuant to Iowa Code Chapters 21 open meetings and 22 open records. And special investigation hearing Crawford County Memorial Hospital or CCMH. The board also conducted a hearing regarding an alleged open records violation against the Crawford County Memorial Hospital, CCMH, in Denison, Iowa. According to two formal complaints, CCMH violated Iowa Code Chapter 22 when it refused to release a requested list of names of current hospital volunteers. The board determined that the nurses were a public record under Iowa Code Chapter 22 and will hold an additional hearing in July 2016 to determine whether or not an injunction under Iowa Code Section 22.8 should be entered prohibiting the disclosure of the names to protect the identities of the hospital volunteers. New board member. The board also welcomed a new member. Keith Luktil of Clive, Iowa, joined the board on June 6, 2016 as a media representative. 
Mr. Luptil also currently serves as Governor Branstad's Special Advisor for Government Transparency. The next meeting of the board is scheduled for July 21, 2016 in Des Moines. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Christine Meckler, Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6561. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, June 27, 2016. Fiscal Year 2016 Reallocations, Department of Corrections. Reallocation Notice. The Legislative Services Agency, or LSA, was notified June 21, 2016 of the reallocation of $2.35 million from the Department of Corrections, or DOC, Administration, and the Fort Dodge Institution to the County Confinement Account, the Iowa Medical and Classification Unit, and the Mount Pleasant Rockwell City and Clarinda institutions. Funds available for reallocation. The Fiscal Year 2016 Supplemental Appropriations Act, Senate File 2109, appropriated $1.9 million to the DOC for costs related to shared positions with the Department of Human Services, or DHS, that are no longer covered by the DHS budget and since the Mount Pleasant and Clarinda Mental Health Institutes or MHIs, were permanently closed at the end of fiscal year 2015. Also, $275,000 from the Fort Dodge Institution was available for transfer through salary savings. County confinement reimbursements. The state reimburses counties for holding alleged violators of work release, parole, or certain operating while intoxicated, or OWI, conditions of supervision pending a revocation hearing. Valid claims for county reimbursement have exceeded appropriated funds. Claim reimbursements will continue through July 30, 2016. Iowa Medical and Classification. The reallocation of $235,000 is to cover unexpected cost increases for prescription medicines, and over time associated with transporting inmates to the University of Iowa hospitals and clinics for medical care, Mount Pleasant and Clorinda Correctional Facilities. The reallocation of $1.2 million is to cover costs related to shared positions within the Department of Human Services, or DHS, that are no longer covered by the DHS budget since the Mount Pleasant and Clorinda Medical Health Institutes, or MHIs, were permanently closed at the end of fiscal year 2015. North Central Correctional Facility, or NCCF, in Rockwell City. The reallocation of $275,000 is to cover costs associated with the loss of revenue due to two separate companies that ceased their employment of NCCF offenders due to a slowdown in business. Fiscal year 2016 total reallocations. The DOC reallocation is $2.35 million from the general fund appropriations. The majority of this reallocation is related to the closure of the MHIs at the Mount Pleasant and Clorinda institutions. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Alice Falk Weisner, Legislative Analyst 2, Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6764. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, June 30, 2016. University of Iowa Lease Purchase. The Legislative Services Agency, or LSA, received a lease purchase notification for the University of Iowa on June 22, 2016 for the purchase and installation of an indoor banked track and infrastructure improvements to facilitate to the installation. This project will replace an existing track located in the recreation room and will be used by the University of Iowa intercollegiate track teams for indoor practice and competitions. The estimated cost is $3.4 million, including $3.2 
$2 million in principal and $213,000 in interest. The agreement will be for a period of five years at an interest rate of 2.55%. The annual debt service payments are estimated to total $683,000 and will be funded from the university's athletic revenues. Iowa Code Section 8.46 requires state agencies proposing to enter into a lease purchase agreement of at least $50,000 to notify the LSA at least 30 days prior to entering into a contract. The Iowa Code Section also requires the LSA to submit all notifications to the Legislative Fiscal Committee. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Dave Reynolds, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6934. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, June 30, 2016, Iowa Fire Extinguishing and Alarm System Certification Advisory Board Meeting. The Iowa Fire Extinguishing and Alarm System Certification Advisory Board met in Des Moines on June 29, 2016. Minutes from the May 2016 meeting were approved. Discussion centered on the Global Security Training Initiative, which entails a partnership between several different groups in the security industry. Online training is being developed and uses online proctoring. It is a 21-hour course and 21 separate modules on different topics. Auditing of the training will be completed over the next couple of months by board members and it will be discussed at the September meeting. And the board also reviewed and adopted changes to Administrative Rules 661 IAC 275, Licensing of Fire Protection Systems Installers and Maintenance Workers, and 661 IAC 276, Certification of Automatic Fire Extinguishing System Contractors. Public Comments and Other Business There were no public comments and no other business to come before the board. The next board meeting is scheduled for September 21, 2016 in Des Moines. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Alice Funk Weisner, Legislative Analyst 2, with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6764.